0: Freak has a special this morning. I don't know why I'm nervous this morning. I ain't even got a sing, but I am a little <laughs> nervous. I was going to take just a minute while they're getting up here and getting ready. Uh, I read a, something in a in a book, or I saw it somewhere. It said, God, your talent is your gift from God, but what you do with your talent is your gift to God. So that's... uh. That kind of made me back up and think. I like to use it in a musical sense for me, 'cause that's that's kind of where we got a little little bit of talent, and we like to let it shine. But it doesn't necessarily go with that. It's a uh, it's a lot of church service talents. Uh, a lot of that goes a long ways for uh, for God. And just to tell y'all, in case you didn't know, I know he didn't know I was going to do it. Stand up just a minute, Emmett, please. I know you didn't expect this. Stand up, stand up. You're looking at the newest addition to the Ashley County Gospel Hall of Fame last night. Appreciate it. Mr. Emmett Wallace and the Promised Land Quartet inducted last night into the Ashley County Gospel Hall of Fame. Some of you probably didn't even know it was one, but there is such a thing. There is some talented people in it. Bobby Jones inducted into it. Uh, Bill Kelly, uh, Jimmy Dumas, several that, that have spent a lifetime of service and gospel music and carrying the word. Congratulations, Emmett.
1: in your Bibles to Leviticus 10. A couple of weeks ago at seminary, we were reading across this passage of Scripture in order to get to something else. But when I read it, immediately I thought, I need to preach that. And I, I don't know where that came from. Well, I do know where it came from. But I Whenever I started studying this message out. God just kept burdening me. And kept burdening me. To this passage of scripture. And. Some of us can relate to the message. Or the phrase. I've lost my fire. Uh, Fire. I put. I don't think I put this in your bulletin. But fire. Is the passion and the desire that we once had. It's it's the willingness to serve god like like when we were first saved i truly believe that our our fire doesn't go out i believe our fire loses focus i believe that you know whenever we stoke that fire we stoke it with something different we put something different in the place of god in the worship that he deserves And we turn our focus to something else. This morning, I want to relay a message to you. And it's kind of like this. Laura and me have been married for just over a month. And almost two months. And (laughs) she comes in the kitchen and I'll be washing dishes and she's trying to tell me something. Guys, I do wash dishes. And she'll say something and she realizes I'm not paying any attention. Because I'm one track mind. And I've got to be focused. And this morning, I want to set that same kind of focus to the cross. Because you want a desire that will not go out. You want a flame that it doesn't need you stoking it. The cross. If that's our focus, our fire and our passion will never go out. Look at. Leviticus 10. In verses 1 it says, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out a fire from the Lord, and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is this is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified, and them that come nigh to me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. They put a strange fire in this incense, in in this censer. Sorry. And they offered it before God. I think we have strange fires in us today. And we're trying to offer it before God. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Dear Lord, just thank You for this day. Thank You for Your Word. Allow us to dig into it today, dear Lord, and just grasp the meaning of this strange fire. And help us have the heart and the attitude that comes before You, that truly gives You all of us. Dear Lord, just thank You for the message that you laid on my heart, help me to clearly present it. In your name I pray. Amen. They took the wrong motive. If you'll look over just a couple of pages in Leviticus 16, um, in verse 4 and 5, it says, "...and he shall put on the holy linen coat, and he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh." and shall be girded with linen girdle, and with the linen miter shall he be attired. These are holy garments, therefore shall he wash his flesh in water, and so put them on. And he shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Now, if you don't really understand what's going on here, Aaron's sons died when they went before the Lord with a strange fire. They died when they went before the Lord into the holies of holies. Okay, in verse six, in chapter 16, the Lord is telling Aaron, here's how you need to do it. Here's how you need to come before me. And I want to make I want to make this disclaimer. I'm not comparing the church, our church building to the holies of holies. But I am saying, some of us, the only time we go before the Lord is in church. So we have to have our hearts prepared and our hearts ready when we go before the Lord. Uh, They took the wrong motive. Aaron is told to wear this certain clothing. He's told to get a ram and a goat. And there, there were certain ways. A priest had to look before he he went in before the Lord. He had to wear a certain attire. From the outside, I'm sure Aaron's sons looked like they had it all together. You notice back in Leviticus 10, it was the fire that was strange. It wasn't how they looked. It it God didn't say you wore the wrong clothes. You, you had the strange fire. No, He just says it was the strange fire. And I want to present to you today that... Some of us, we look like we've got it all together. We we may come to church every service. We may teach in Awana. We may do upward sports, help out with that. But we are so far away from God, we don't even realize it. Maybe it's because we ourselves have our alternative motives. And what I mean by that is, maybe maybe you do all that and you think, Man, I'm making my parents so proud. Or maybe maybe it's, um, I can do this and I can look better than the guy down the street whose car is always parked there on Sunday morning. I think our motives and our desires need to be right. We don't have to prove ourselves to another person. We need to prove to be the person Christ wants us to be. Next, Aaron's sons took advantage of their privilege. If you'll go back, it's not very far, Exodus 24. Here they are at Mount Sinai. And the Lord is speaking to Moses and he says, Unto Moses, come unto, come unto the Lord, thou and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. See, this is the thing we have to realize. They had a privilege, they had an opportunity to go before God. Unlike today, only priests could go before the Lord. They were men's representation to the Lord. And they were going before the Lord. And, you know, in America... We have that privilege to go before the Lord anytime we want. To worship however we choose. And I think that we take advantage of it. I put in your bulletins, we are free to worship as we choose. But yet we choose not to worship. It's a sad cause. It's a crisis. That's what it is. Aaron's sons were centered around their privilege and they forgot To follow God's command. We have so many privileges here in America. We have more entertainment options than time allows. We have more sports to run more lives. We have alcohol, drugs at our very fingertips if we so desire. We have gadgets and technology that compare to none else. But where is our concern for God's word? Where's our concern for the will of God? Where is our concern for the very mission that Christ set before us? We wonder why our freedom of religion is being taken away from us. It's because we don't take, take the privilege for all it's worth. We don't, we don't go and freely worship as we choose. Because it is our choosing. It, it's our choice. And if we use that privilege, if we if we solely took that privilege, then people wouldn't be able to overlook it. I was I was thinking about how I can compare this, and yesterday it hit me. My sister has this boxer, and she was giving her a bone, and she said she does not like these bones, and she didn't touch them. Uh, but but anyway there was these little green bones that the dog wouldn't touch. And I got to thinking in my mind, if that dog never touches that bone, Heather will probably never buy those bones again. Well, In America, if we don't use the freedom we have to worship, who is stopping them from taking it away? We should use our privilege and use it wisely, use it the way God commands. Also, we have to realize that the fire is lit before we go in. Before we go to God, the fire is lit. Leviticus 16. Leviticus 16 and verse 12. It says, And he shall take a censer full of burning coals, Of fire from off the altar before the Lord, and his hand full of sweet incense, beaten small, and bring it within the veil. Verse 13, And he shall put the incense upon the fire before the Lord, and the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony, and he did not. That he did not. Before he went into the veil, he lit the incense, the censer of incense. They they had to get coals off the altar of incense. They had to bring them within the veil. We have to get our fire burning before we can truly worship God. If we want to give God all of us, we have to have a burning desire within us to go to God. We have to say, you are my answer. I'm going to you and then give it to him. We're never going to be able to give God all of us if we're running after something else. Because that something else is keeping us from God. It's not hard. We just have to give our motives, our desires that hold us and give them over to God. And on, hold on to the motive that will last. The cross. What Christ accomplished on the cro- cross is the focus that will draw me close to God for all eternity. I was thinking about in Sunday school this morning, Romans 5.8, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you see the passion he had there? The passion he said, I'm going to the cross because I love these people. If we look to the cross and that be our main fire, our main desire. We don't have to worry about pleasing people because we're going to be reaching people. We're going to be bringing them to Christ and then they'll be having the same fire as we have. If the cross... Be our motive. Once my fire is burning. On the right motive. My appearance will be right. You know so many people. They try to straighten up their lives. They try to fix it. Before they take it to God. But Christ. In his word. He shows us. That no you come to me. How you are. And I'll fix you. You come to me like you are, broken and with different desires, and you give them to me, and I'll set things straight. Let's get our fire smelling right this morning. I entitled the message, you probably saw, How Does Your Fire Smell? It's probably strange before God. I know mine usually is. Because I've got things in my life that I want to accomplish. I've got things in my life that are about me. But that's the fact of the matter. It's not about me. It's not about me. 2 Corinthians, verse 2, or chapter 2, verses 14 and 16. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make us manifest the savor of his knowledge. The savor, that's the smell of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet smavor, savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death. And to the other the savor of life unto life and who is sufficient for these things. I I love those verses because to be a sweet savor, it's all about Christ. Read those verses again and you'll see that Christ is the focus of it. We can't be a, a sweet savor unless we go into Christ. The only way we've been studying about in Sunday school that we can have fellowship with God is through Christ. He is our sweet savor for us. Because my sin smells like filthy rags. He's the sweet savor to God. Let Him be our motive. When we do the will of God, we speak in Christ. As those verses say, we, we speak in Christ. Christ is is the words that are coming out of our mouth. We tell the fulfilling of what the cross did and we lead others to Him. We lead others to Him. I've seen people so wrapped up in a sport that they, they just want to bring everybody into it. They want to get their pick. They want to get the best of the best. Why aren't we doing that for Christ? Oh, He, he can't play. He's, he's not that good. Well, that's why He's on your team. Discipleship. This is the same thing. You've got a person who doesn't know anything about Christ. You lend yourself into them. You share Christ with them and you bond together with Christ. And then they become a person that fire is a sweet smell to God. This week, I was listening to a new band I I found. And it one of their songs had these lyrics. I don't want to ride on somebody else's passion. I don't want to find that I'm just dry bones. I want to burn with unquenchable fire deep down inside. See it coming alive. Help me find my own fire. Help me find my own flame. I want the real thing. I want your burning desire. I believe when we find Christ's burning desire to be the cross. That was His mission. To come and to save this wretched soul. All of us. And when we get that desire, evangelism is our goal. Sharing Christ with others is our goal. That is our desire and it doesn't go out. It's a burning desire that's unquenchable. It's a burning desire that's for eternity. We need Christ's burning desire within us. Let us turn our focus to Christ this morning. Take all other motives and literally lay them at the cross. Grab hold of the one desire that will last for all eternity. As our song minister comes, Aaron's sons face death because of their strange fire. If we wonder why we are so far away from God, it's probably our strange fire. It's probably something, a desire within us that's saying, self, self, self. But when we turn it over to Christ, we get something that actually lasts and something that actually we can grab a hold of and run with for all eternity. What's your desires this morning?